Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unbox podcast. My name is Rhys and today we're going to be making some more headway in the series of the podcast UK News Review because we're moving on to our 23rd episode of this one. Uh, it seems to be all UK news at the moment. I'm sure I will uh, move on to other things soon. Uh, but at the moment, UK News very much dominating the news feeds. If you get this one right, the UK. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about the changes uh, and the further aid given to Greater Manchester and Lancashire, who are going to be going through a testing and vaccine push and going over some of the headlines that we be hitting the newspapers this morning. Uh, I suppose it's only right for me to give uh, a shameless self-plug because I'm going to be on Expression FM, which is the local student radio station, uh, which you can find on 87.7 FM in the Exeter area, and online at www.expression.fm uh, from 5 till 7 later today. That's uh, in the afternoon or evening, really. Uh, so tune in for two hours of me on politics, and you never know, you might find out what my music tastes are like as well. But anyway, uh, little self-promotion aside, it's time to get on with today's episode of the Politics Unboxed podcast. So yes, moving on to the actual substantive content of today's episode. Uh, There is a testing and vaccine surge going on in the northwest of England, in the Greater Manchester and Lancashire area, where the military are going to get involved to help carry out extra tests. Now, these are very similar to the tactics we've seen used in the Bolton area, as they grapple with the Delta variant, formerly known as the Indian variant. I feel like I'm introducing Prince, um, but hey. Uh, the variant, formerly known as the Indian variant, now the Delta variant, is seemingly... Uh, prevalent in areas of the northwest of England, and now Greater Manchester and Lancashire are going to get extra help from the military to deliver tests uh, in some cases. Now, we've seen pictures over the weekend from, from Bolton saying the army have been delivering uh, COVID tests in the northwest, and they'll be doing that in the Greater Manchester and Lancashire area as well. They'll also be helping to run some of the testing sites as well as. Uh, aid the speedy deployment of vaccines in the in the regions that are being targeted here, and this is all because, as I say, of that that Delta variant seemingly uh, being able to spread at about forty percent uh, higher infectivity or infection rates, rather. Because I don't know if infectivity is actually a word, um, but we've seen this method getting. Proven as the the COVID hotspot Bolton, which saw a drop in infection rates through a vaccine push and extra testing. And we're seeing the government sort of copy-paste that strategy uh, into other areas now as they see surges in their Delta variant numbers. Um, And good. I I would imagine that can only be a, a positive thing. Obviously, it's not a positive thing that those areas have seen a surge in cases. But if we have a proven method of uh helping to get those numbers down to sustainable levels in a timely fashion, then, of course, it is only right for the government to do that, and um, praise is deserved in this instance for the government. Um, now, there are legitimate concerns you can have about uh, issues surrounding the government's handling, but on this one, it seems like they have moved um, moved speedily, uh, I would guess. However, 
not everyone sees the government as doing all they can to help this region with the mayor of Greater Manchester, Andy Burnham, who is very much a power player in the region and now, given his personal success, being somewhat at odds with the larger Labour Party picture, he is really uh, very much a power player in the Labour Party. Uh, He has said that the government should go further, saying vaccine supplies should be given to the area earlier than planned. Now, um, what he says, and I'm going to quote here from Andy Burnham, uh, he says, We are not asking for any more vaccine here than our fair share. What we are asking for is the bringing forward of Greater Manchester's supplies so that we can run a surge vaccination programme over the next three weeks. Now, this comes off the back of some health officials in the area already urging over 18s to book uh, vaccination appointments, and that is uh, ahead of England's current timetable, which suggests, uh, well, rather, which states that those over 25 will be able to book their appointments. Uh, They've been moving down slowly in the age brackets, some in twos, threes and fives in the age brackets, and now we're up to, or rather down to, really, as we've been working from the top down, to the over 25s who are able to book their vaccine appointments. Um, Across England, we have seen a a surge in demand for vaccines, Uh, that coming from Tuesday morning, as that age bracket, the 25 to 29 age group, were invited to book their appointments, and that coming from NHS England. Uh, with the boss of that uh, organisation, Sir Simon Stevens, saying that it was a, a Glastonbury-style rush for appointments. We know how fast Glastonbury tickets sell out. Well, there were more than 1,600 vaccination appointments being booked every minute on Tuesday morning. So uh, are there any concerns that the, the younger age groups would be hesitant in receiving their vaccines or booking their appointments, uh, I think we can safely dispel that notion uh, if they're going at about 1,600 bookings per minute. Now, this um, comes just a week before the the government is due to announce whether, um, whether the lockdown easing will go ahead. In fact, it's actually less than a week because the government is is set to announce that on the 14th of June, which is this coming Monday. So uh, there is plenty of urgency in government departments to make sure that uh, everything is being done to make sure we can stick to the timetable they laid out uh, some months ago. Um, Obviously, the government did say at the start that we'd be guided by data, not dates, but I think everyone has worked themselves up into a furore about this this Freedom Day um, that now... Any attempt by the government to to mitigate that would possibly be seen in the popular presses, which we know the government is is very concerned about, as a a moving of the goalposts uh, rather than a scientific and evidence-based approach to tackling a virus which we know is deadly. Uh, With 130,000 UK citizens and millions, uh, well, certainly hundreds and thousands, uh, I would imagine millions, I'm pretty sure we've broken several millions now, uh, dead across the globe from coronavirus. So this is not some uh, light decision that will be taken lightly. Um, but I do think that the the way that 21st of June has been built up, um, the government haven't helped themselves by sort of painting themselves into a bit of a corner on this particular issue. Now, um, we have seen 
that the the north of England has become a hotspot for various different variants of the virus. I'm not sure if you can hear that very annoying chattering bird outside my window. I'll do my best to try and cut it down on the edit, but I'm afraid it, some of it might get through. Um, however, we have seen that some of these these cases have have been rising in these areas. We know that Greater Manchester and Lancashire account for about 90% of the areas with the highest infection rates in England, according to last week's data, and that people in those areas are being advised to meet outside rather than inside, so uh, extra guidance on top of what we are currently at in what is step three of the National Lockdown Restriction Programme, and to avoid travelling in and out of affected areas. Um, Local health directors are also being told they can reintroduce face coverings in school communal areas if they want to, rather than just having them in uh, in classrooms, which is the current guidance, I believe. Um, but it's not just the northwest of England where the army is being deployed to help bring down uh, cases in these surge testing and vaccination efforts. Uh, they're also being deployed in Lothian and Lanarkshire, north of the border, although... Um, as we have discussed at length on the podcast previously, uh, health is a devolved matter, therefore that is a Scottish government decision uh, being being taken by, by Nicola Sturgeon up in Holyrood rather than Boris Johnson in Westminster. Um, so now we, we wait and we see what is going to happen in these affected areas and we do hope... Um, as I'm sure everyone does, that the cases will continue, or rather will will begin to decline, um, because that will well that will help everyone in the long run, uh, and in and in the very short term, obviously with that uh, deadline for the government announcing their decision on the 21st of June coming up in the coming days. In fact, the 14th of June is what uh, five days away now. Uh, as I record this, and indeed on the day that this goes out. So, with that issue discussed, let's move on to the headlines in today's papers. Uh, And we will start with the I, which leads with the headline, Fresh Rush to Get Jabs Raises Hopes for End of Lockdown. And I think this is going to be a very common theme for today's papers. Um... Because the planning of lockdown rules on the 21st of June uh, is making several of the headlines. Uh, in the eye, it's saying there is hope that any delay will be limited uh, because of this keenness of young people to get the vaccine. Um, again, they quote the Glastonbury style rush for appointments and they hope that a surge in demand for vaccines amongst the under 30s will limit any delay, or rather, ministers are hoping that that will lif- uh, limit any delay in lifting of restrictions. Uh, they also say that the health secretary is stopping short of local lockdowns, which uh, they've been very keen to move away from since the disaster of the tiered system, which sort of collapsed inwardly uh, and resulted in almost everyone being moved into tier four by the end of it. Um, but the army is being called on, of course, to help with surge testing for Greater Manchester, Lancashire, Lothian and Lanarkshire. So that makes the front page of the I newspaper. The Guardian has gone with a slightly different angle to the uh, lockdown restrictions easing because they are reporting that Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor, is apparently willing to accept a maximum of four-week delay to lockdown easing. Now, we know that in the original debate, I suppose, around 
lockdown easing when we were talking about the first lockdown uh, that Rishi Sunak was very much on the side of a swift opening up. Perhaps he has seen that uh, pride cometh before the fall. Um, Or to quote another often used proverb, look before you leap. Uh, And now Rishi Sunak is apparently open to considering this four-week delay to open uh, to open up again after these lockdown restrictions are moving away. Um, now, this obviously is, is not um, 100% uh, reliable, but it is The Guardian. They wouldn't put something in there if they didn't think it was genuine. We haven't had any press releases from the Chancellor saying uh, the maximum he would accept is a four-week delay, but we can uh, anticipate that the Chancellor would want to minimise the delay, and this is being seen as an acceptable compromise to the Guardian sources, saying that um, a short postponement may be best amid these variant fears, and that those sources are inside the Chancellor's uh, department. Uh, they also say, however, that ministers will be continuing to scrutinise data on cases and hospitalisation in the coming days, and Rishi Sunak is more concerned uh, about the reopening being permanent when restrictions are lifted, rather than specific dates on when the um, the restrictions will be lifted themselves. The Daily Telegraph again takes uh, a different angle, focusing on Lord Lloyd Webber, Andrew Lloyd Webber, obviously a famous um, musicals director and composer and the like, uh, and he uh, has given an interview to the um, to the Telegraph and has said that, um, quote, you'll have to arrest us to stop us reopening. He says that his theatres or his shows will be opening without social distancing later this month, so after 21st of June, quote, come hell or high water. He said he's prepared to be arrested for doing so. Um, He is saying that the theatres and the performing arts industry's finances are suffering greatly, uh, he's apparently already remortgaged his London home in an effort to keep some of his ventures afloat. Um, and very keen to, to reopen on time. Now, we know that the hospitality sector uh, has been opening in, in limited stages for, for some time, and the, the theatres, uh, etc., will be planned to open on the 21st of June's guidance. Uh, we know some of them are struggling very much with um, the current restrictions that are in place. And I think his sentiments will be echoed across the performing arts industry. However, these restrictions are here for a reason. I think that when push comes to shove, he may well be in the camp of Rishi Sunak. That as long as any reopening is permanent once it arrives, that uh, another short-term delay might be better than um, than a, a, a constant in and out of, of lockdowns, which would really be... Um, another nail in the coffin of the live performance industry that seems to have been erected over these last couple of of months and the last year and a bit since the coronavirus hit. Um, now, the Daily Mirror, um, again, unsurprisingly, uh, they're going with a, a similar headline talking about the um, relaxation of, of lockdown restrictions, but they have gone with the headline saying Bride and Doom. Uh, which is looking at the potential impact on weddings if there is a delay to the 21st of June date. Apparently, and according to the Mirror, 50,000 weddings could be at risk by even a four-week 
delay, which is the one being uh, mooted in the, the Guardian with that Rishi Sunak saying a four-week delay would be the, the most he could accept. Um, and apparently the cost to the wedding industry could be about £325 million pounds every seven days. Now, ceremonies are currently capped at 28 people plus the bride and groom, making a total of 30. Uh, with no social distancing restrictions, that number would be as many guests as they can fit. Um, so you can see how the financial implications would have uh, ramifications. Um, but again, I refer to my, my previous answer, Your Honour, uh, that potentially a, a permanent reopening after a couple of weeks' delay would be better than this toing and throwing into out of lockdown for well, ad infinitum. Uh, the Times has focused on a U-turn by the government, uh, being accused, accusing the government of a U-turn on foreign travel and causing confusion. Uh, after George Eustace has said that Britain should holiday at home because of the spread of coronavirus variants. Uh, they, they are saying that the government um, essentially encouraged travel away from home during their time promoting the, the Green List, allowing holidays abroad. Um, but... Uh, that is apparently no longer the situation, according to government sources, because of the spread of this Delta variant, again, the, the formerly Indian variant. Uh, it also quotes uh, an Algarve tourism official saying that more than 100,000 COVID tests were carried out at Faro Airport in the Algarve as British holidaymakers returned home, and just six were positive, suggesting that potentially there is less of the, the variant and the, the infectious disease around than is being suggested in some areas. But again, if it is in the name of, of a permanent reopening when it comes, uh, I think a lot of people would be not fine with uh, another delay, but more accepting and understanding of it than if it was going to be a delay followed by this toing and throwing into and out of lockdown. Now, the Daily Mail and the Express led with uh, students at Oxford University at, uh, at Magdalen College, Oxford, Voting to remove the Queen from the common room, or a picture of the Queen, rather, not the Queen herself, uh, which had apparently stood there for four decades, uh, because it represents colonial history. Uh, but maybe I'll get into that on a different uh, on a different day's podcast. But that is pretty much all I wanted to talk about today on the Politics Unbox podcast. I want to thank you very much for listening. If you have enjoyed today's episode, uh, please do uh, give us a rating wherever you can on the app on which you are finding these podcasts and any feedback is more than appreciated. If you want to get in touch, then you can do so by email, uh, by our Instagram, which is at politics.unboxed. Our Facebook, you can just search for politics unboxed. And our Twitter is at politicsu. That's the letter U. Uh, if you want to get in touch via email, as I was about to say earlier before I stumble over my words, you can email politics.unboxed at outlook.com or our website is www.politicsunboxedpodcast.wordpress.com. Um, now again, another self-plug I started with, and I will end with uh, shameless self-promotion. I'm on Expression FM, which is the local radio station, 87.7 FM in the extra area, or online at www.expression.fm um, from 5 till 7pm on Wednesday, which is this afternoon, uh, where I'll be talking about politics and playing some of my favourite songs. Uh, so if you can, please tune in. Every listen is appreciated. But once again, thank you very much for listening. I hope you have enjoyed today's podcast and I hope to see you around for the next episode of the podcast very soon. Thank you. Mm-hmm.